You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your hosts, Steph and Tara, every Wednesday morning as they dive into a new witchy topic. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you are listening to episode 47, Elemental Magic. Woohoo! This is a really in-depth topic, so we're going to try and be quick and high level, but there's lots of details. Yes, we could definitely split this into four episodes on each element on their own. Uh, but we'll try to just give you an introduction. And then if you still have questions or want to know more about it, then we can make more detailed episodes next year or maybe put those on Patreon or something. So let us know if you have more questions after you listen to this episode. You probably will. There's a lot of details, but we're just going to do very high level for this one. So when we talk elemental magic, we mean water, earth, air, and fire. And we specifically added this podcast in because we got a request to do more on this topic. Um, So that is why we scheduled this in and we agree that it's a good topic for beginners to know about because we do kind of mention them in passing in all of our other episodes. So it's good to kind of go over what we are actually talking about. Yeah. And these four elements are really the building blocks of life they're everything yeah absolutely everything all of our senses can be grouped into one of these elemental categories so it's all very interconnected and when you understand all of these connections and how they work then you can use these elements in your magic to get the outcome that you desire so part of my witchcraft and terrorist too is using these different elements to our advantage So we are going to go over all four of them and just tell you a little bit more about them um, and then talk about some ways that they're generally associated with witchcraft and how you could use them, starting with water. Yay, water! (laughs) So water, of course, is liquid physical matter. So you can think of oceans, lakes, rivers, and streams. But water is also flowing, so it's also about social and sexual interactions and happiness. Because it ebbs and flows, guys. The astrological signs it's associated with are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. These are generally considered, yes, I am a Scorpio. These are generally considered kind of emotional, moody signs, like deep waters. (laughs) The associated tarot suit is Cups. The associated cardinal direction is west. It is considered a feminine energy. The associated colors are blue, sea green, aqua, silver. So exactly like you imagine the colors of water being. (laughs) (laughs) The associated herbs and flowers are lily, belladonna, spearmint, coltsfoot, and lemon balm. And really all flowers and herbs are going to be associated with water and earth but there are ones that are just a little bit more associated with those elements and they are ideal for using in your workings to represent a water element. If you don't want to include actual water or for placing on say an altar, if you are setting up your altar for the four 
directions and using the elements in that and you don't want to have water left out on your altar then putting like a lily in place of that water is a good sort of representation for that and just so you know everything can be grouped into one element but a lot of them are multiple elements combined which is why most plants will also be earth and water but then certain plants are more something else well these are more water than earth The associated crystals and gems and herbs, or (laughs) gems, sorry, not herbs, uh, are pearl, amethyst, aquamarine, and opal. Opals for the win. Sorry, my faves. The associated planet is the moon, which isn't exactly a planet, but, you know, celestial body. Good clarification. (laughs) The body parts associated, of course, are fertility and reproduction and any liquid parts so that's blood um lymph nodes it's also associated with emotions like we said and your sense of taste the associated animals are fish seals dolphins seabirds like seagulls and things um and horses and bears so horses interesting one yeah horses are generally associated with water in um a lot of mythology so that's very common in uh, Greek mythology, mythology, Celtic, that um, there are a lot of horse spirits just associated with water. And um, bears is another, I think, interesting one, but that's probably because they fish a lot. <laughs> and the associated season is winter. There you go. So there are a lot of activities and spells that you can use to work with water. Uh, You can charge your herbs, stones, and other spell materials associated with, you know, your magical intention and um, spell that you're going to be working and throw those into a body of water. For spells that you want to go somewhere, you want to try moving water like a river, stream, or the ocean. And for spells that you want to stay put, try a stable body of water like a pond or a lake. And we talked about this when... We talked about uh, more baneful magic and things that if you are doing some sort of binding working that you want to use like a swamp. And if you're trying to get rid of something or get rid of someone out of your life that you would want to put that in a flowing water like a river. Yeah. You could also take a ritual bath and add any oils or herbal blends that suit your intention. I love Uh, the bath. The bath itself is of course like cleansing and, um, Soaking in those herbs and oils while you focus on your magical intention can be really powerful way of, you know, extending your spell work. Yes. And it's super simple, guys. It can be just a little bit of essential oils, maybe even put some flowers or herbs in there. It can be as complicated or simple as you want, but it's a really fast way to cleanse yourself. You can also carve runes or sigils aligned with your intention into a bar of soap or bath bomb and use it in that bath. So then as that carving that you felt being released, you can draw sigils into dirt with a stick or your finger and let the rain wash it away. Or you can pour water over it to release the spell. I've always found pouring water a little more effective just because it's intentional. Not that you can't use the rain, but you can infuse teas or potions with your herbs. We talked about this a lot. As I say, and, we all know I love this. <laughs> yes. And then drinking it would 
be completing that spell. You can also do a blessing or chant over your wine or any other beverage. We talked about that too in our wine, meat, and cider episode. Mm -hmm. You can wash items with blessed or charged water to cleanse or purify. You can use this like on your ritual tools or just anything that you feel needs to be cleansed of any sort of negative or stale energy. I was going to say, it's not just even negative. The stale energy is going to mess you up sometimes too. So just good to start with a clean slate. And you can enchant silver jewelry. We talked about this, um, that silver is associated with the moon. And um, that was one of the things when we were talking about color correspondences and moon phases, uh, things like that, that silver jewelry is good to wear and enchant, but it's also associated with water. Yep. Water, the moon, tides, femininity. So we also wanted to mention a couple of things of ways that you can align yourself with water. There are some elements that just call to people more. Um, You know, if you are a Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces, you might be called to water more. That doesn't mean that you can't work with water if you are a different sign. Any astrological sign can work with any water. It's just that um, it may be easier for those sun signs to work with water. Um, And it may be easier to work with water while the sun or moon is in those different signs. Yeah. Um, But if you feel heavily drawn to one or the other elements and you're, you feel like you aren't working with the other ones and you want to start including them, you have a few ways that you can align yourself with water. Um, Go to a beach. If one is around you, Um, that's a good way to just sort of feel the tides pushing and pulling. Um, It's nice for meditation. Yeah. We are landlocked, so (laughs) we don't really have that option, but if you do. um, But you can also do the same thing with, you know, a bath or shower. It's just feeling sort of those waves and the the flow of the water. A lot of people I know that are landlocked and in smaller places might get a small fountain. So... Um, and another way to sort of align yourself with water without actually using water is just to get more in touch with your emotions mm-hmm. since this, they are heavily associated with this water element, just being more cognizant of your own feelings, you know, positive or negative, you can notice the positive feelings a lot easier, but even with the negative feelings, we tend to push those away. We don't really want to dwell in them, which it's good. You don't want to dwell in them, but you don't also don't want to push them down. Don't push them down. They erupt. (laughs) Bubble up into a volcano. We don't want that either. So just being more in touch with your emotions and um, letting yourself kind of feel everything, understand them and understand like the ebbs and flows of, of how your emotions change throughout the day is a really good way to connect with that water energy. Very good. And if you want to add water to your altar, you can try a seashell, a river rock, beach glass, or a small dish of rainwater, or any of those other correspondences that we talked about. If you do a small dish of rainwater, don't just let it sit there endlessly. You do need to refresh it. Just a heads up, it will start to smell on your altar if you just leave it there indefinitely. Yeah, we don't want that. Nope. (laughs) It's not a pleasant association with water. So next up is earth. So obviously this is solid physical matter and it's associated with agriculture, mining, 
the ground, everything underneath it. But it's also related to employment, money, and physical property. Yeah, things you can touch. The Earth's astrological signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And if you know anybody with those sun signs, they are usually um, a lot more stable, grounded uh, people that are, you know, more nurturing, more attached to their homes, things like that. The associated tarot suit is pentacles. The cardinal direction is north. This is also a feminine energy. The associated colors are brown, black, gray, and also green. So earth colors, huh? <laughs> the herbs and flowers are any sort of root and trees. Um, obviously, we talk about different trees and flowers that are going to be associated with all of these, but trees and roots in general, getting to because trees have much further roots than, than flowers do, oh, yeah. are more associated with this earth energy. And also patchouli, which Tara hates, but yep. probably because it smells like dirt. If you've ever smelled patchouli, it's it Which makes sense like why it's associated <laughs> with earth, but I'm just not a fan. And also ivy, sage, honeysuckle, and vervain. I like the rest of those. <laughs> the crystals are hematite, agate, and malachite. The planets are the Earth, of course, <laughs> and also Saturn. The body parts are really anything solid, like your bones and muscles, and it's associated with your sense of touch. The animals are groundhogs and other burrowing animals, livestock, worms, of course, and dogs. And the associated season is autumn. Fall. Yeah, I was going to say fall time. So the activities and spells that you can work on to sort of incorporate more earth into your practice um, is, again, to carve any sort of words or sigils, runes, but this time into fruit and then bury it or vegetables too. Um, Bury it in a pot of dirt or in the ground. And then as it decomposes, it will manifest your intention. So it's a good way. It will grow. Yeah. So it's a good thing um, for anything that you want to manifest slowly. Um, for any permanent workings, such as bindings, uh, you want to bury non-compostable items, but obviously nothing toxic, but such as a stone, because a stone will just sit in the dirt there. It won't decompose like fruit will. Correct. Um, and you can carve your words or sigils on that, or, um, also you can also put it in a glass bottle filled with items, herbs, and anything like that because glass also does not break down but just not like broken glass guys don't be burying broken glass and causing all kinds of problems for people i'm gonna say and with that in mind if it's not broken glass and you don't bury it very deep it could become broken glass and work its way back to the surface so just be careful where you bury glass items (laughs) stick with stones maybe you can also carve your sigils or spells into wood or burn the sigils sigils into the wood um, that represents your intention. I like that one. You can bury stones or crystals in soil, sand, or salt in order to cleanse or charge them. We usually talk about moonlight and water for charging, but earth works just as well. You can collect soil or sand from ener- locations that have good energy if you feel really connected to a place um, and f- feel a lot of 
positivity there than taking some of the earth that you find from there to use in future workings is a really good way to um, put more good intentions into that spell. Mm -hmm. And there's usually a reason you're drawn to it. So it might have other good properties as well. Making fermented food is another way to connect with the earth. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm Baking not a big some... earth person, but fermented food is delicious. Just throwing that in. <laughs> I love making fermented um, food. Baking something in an oven. Cooking things is usually associated with fire, but that baking energy, especially if you use a stone or a wood oven, um, is actually associated with the earth element. And you can charm iron or brass. So like silver was associated with water, iron or brass is associated with earth. And in order to align yourself with earth, if you want to work with it more, if, you, if you're not feeling very connected to it, um, you can always try grounding. We've talked all about that. Mm -hmm. um, and all you have to do is just lie down on the earth and uh, feel the energy and actually touch it. Uh, but you can also work on your stability of the earth if you think about I mean, earth in general, but also like deeply rooted trees are very stable, reliable force. So a good way to do this is to find your own sense of balance. Um, you can be go to therapy. This can be, yeah, <laughs> go to therapy, do any sort of meditation. Um, when you think of that, you know, tree or earth, you visualize all of the roots that are like growing deep beneath it um, and endured for many years. That's a good visualization practice when you're meditating yeah. is just kind of envision yourself also putting down these roots um if you want to add earth to your altar you can try a dish of soil salt or even a small plant i prefer the plant personally because i like living things on my altar when i had one um but you do have to be careful that you maintain it <laughs> so next up is the air Yay, element air. so this is obviously the gaseous physical matter. It's the atmosphere, it's winds and weather, and it also is associated with communication and also conflict, violence, and pain and suffering. Yeah, this is my so. element. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the astrological signs it's associated with are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Mm -hmm. You'd think Aquarius would be um, water. A lot of people get confused by that, but it is not. It's air. The tarot suit is swords. The cardinal direction is east. This is a masculine energy. The colors are purple, yellow, and white. Yep. The herbs and flowers are just petals and flowers in general. But also citrus fruits, bluebell, dandelion, frankincense, and lavender. I love all of those guys. <laughs> the crystals are lapis lazuli, adventuring, jade, and topaz. The planets are Venus and Mercury. The associated body parts, of course, the air in your lungs, but also your nervous system. It's associated with intellect and your sense of smell. The air animals are birds, obviously, any sort of bird. Uh, winged insects and bats. Who doesn't love a good bat? I love bats. They're, They're so, so cute. adorable. And the season is spring. So some good air activities and, and spells. I think air is probably the least used of the elements in spell work, but it's just as powerful as the other ones. It's just kind of harder, I think, harness. to come up with, yeah, and come up with ways to 
use that in your spell work. So I do think it's like the least utilized, but um, incense is actually associated with the air element, not fire. Uh, so making your own incense is a great way to do that. Um, placing your charms or associated spell work in high locations or tie them to tree branches. You can write your sigils on leaves and just let the air blow them away. Um, it is all, since this is also associated with your intellect, you can also practice uh, astral projecting or dream work is another way to incorporate air element. Practice breathing exercises and meditation in general to clear your mind, uh, making room for new thoughts and ideas. I do this every day, guys. It actually is very helpful. You can create wind chimes or feathers to hang in windows um, or outside near your home. You can use incense or smoke to cleanse items and banish unwanted energy. We've gone over that a lot. And you can also charm tin or copper. Those are the ones that are associated with air. So if you want to align yourself with air a little bit more, uh, really the main thing that you can do is breath exercises. Yeah, so this very is, helpful. Yeah, part of, part of meditation, but um, a lot of meditation is just letting your mind wander, thinking about something is specific, but one of those things that you can actually focus on is your breathing. Just do a breathing meditation where you focus on absolutely nothing else, but breathing in and out and how the air feels and your lungs filling up. Um, so it's a good way to align with air. Yep. And since it yep. is intelligent and creative, um, the, another great way is to just let your creativity flow through artwork, writing, uh, creating something, inventing, or even making food from scratch. You guys cooking. Um, <laughs> um, since most flowers and petals are associated with air, you can bring those flowers into your home um, as sort of scenting the air and just allowing that fragrance to fill your home. Uh, it is also associated with travel. So we're, we're a little bit restricted on that, but currently, yeah, <laughs> tra yeah travel is um, a good way to just sort of keep the air element in mind. Uh, taking a walk on a particularly windy day and just observing how the wind changes everything around you and sort of carries its own energy. It carries its own scent um, and just notice how um, it rustles the leaves and uh, has its own sort of sound is a good way to just notice air working because we don't see it as much as we see like flickering candles or the soil in the earth it's it just airs all around us <laughs> more than anything else but we just don't notice it and that's part of the problem with incorporating into spells we're so used to it being there we're using it without realizing we're using it it's like breathing if you're not thinking about breathing you're probably still breathing guys secrets <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're just not noticing You're just it. not noticing it. Air's a lot like that. So in order to add air to your altar, um, incense is the most common way, but you can also add feathers or a handheld fan or a chain of bells. I always had feathers when I had an altar. Make sure they're clean feathers. Don't just pick them up off the ground. A lot of birds have mites, so make sure they're clean feathers. <laughs> yes. Just trying to help you all with pit bulls, I've discovered over time. <laughs> Ask her how she knows. 
And the very last element is fire. But not least, because I love me some fire. (laughs) So fire, obviously, is a physical energy. It's heat and light, all kinds of activity, and it's also associated with leadership and power. The astrological signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. The tarot suit is wands. The cardinal direction is south. It's considered a masculine energy. Surprise! The colors are red, orange, and gold. The herbs and flowers are pepper, holly, cinnamon, garlic, thistle, ginger, and nettle. I think things that have really almost like spicy or just intense tastes and smells. The crystals are red jasper, fire opal, ruby, bloodstone, and even lava rocks, which aren't technically a crystal, but lava rocks are very common and easy to find and cheap. They're so nice, guys, because you can also put essential oils on them and they can hold any scent. The associated planets are the sun, of course, and also Mars and Jupiter. The body parts are your sort of energetic aspects like movement and body heat. It's also associated with your will and uh, the sense of sight. Be the fire. The, Beware the fire. <laughs> <laughs> the animals are lions, bees, sharks, dragons, snakes, and scorpions. I've never heard of the scorpions associated. Makes sense, though. It does, yeah. They're also associated with the water element. It all depends on how you want to use them. And when we say animals and using the animals in your spell work, we don't expect you to have a lion in your backyard. Just if you do, throwing that out we there. We can be friends, by the way. But we don't. We're not. We're not saying to work with an actual yeah. lion. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you can work with the lion energy, and that's you know connecting with them in sort of meditative state or through dream work or just drawing the animal on something, using a picture of the animal, just to work with that animal's energy, not necessarily the actual lion. Yes. Throwing that out there. I like and the associated that, not scorpions, because I also don't think you should work with live scorpions, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> just probably. probably sure. Lions is where you went. I was like, scorpions, man, they're dangerous. Anyway. <laughs> we say that because we are midwesterners but i have a friend that lives in las vegas and she's like oh scorpions yeah i can't leave my uh, bed sheets hanging off the bed because a scorpion will climb up them i'm like what where do you live this is weird it's but apparently pretty common. yeah right <laughs> uh, and the associated season is summer Hot so the, act- <laughs> yeah. the activities and spells um we talked about uh, for the other ones, writing sigils and runes on things. So the way to do that for this is to write those on paper and burn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can be used for manifesting, but it can also be used for banishing, all depending on your intention. So if you want to use it for banishing, burn that paper and then remove the ashes from your home promptly. Yeah, real quick. Don't just let them sit there. <laughs> can also light a bonfire oh, and sing goodness. and dance around it. This is Tara's, one of Tara's favorite things. Favorite things <laughs> in the whole wide world. You can fire scry. We can definitely offer more on that. We talked a little bit about scrying and using candles, but there are a lot of different ways to use candles, not just as like a color representation or flame representation, but you can um, scry the flame, yeah. but also 
as it's burning and the wax when it's done burning. You guys, uh, so there's a lot of interesting ways so to versatile. Yes, there's a lot of interesting ways to use candles. But if you cannot have candles, if you're someplace that you can't burn them, they have a lot of candle apps actually um, that will have the flame. So you can look at the flame, um, just have like that sort of light. And they actually have candle apps where the candle burns down. Oh, that's cool. Um, and they have, I didn't see one of those. Yeah, and they have different colors and things. So they have a lot of them available now so if you feel like you want to or need to use a candle but you just can't light one you can definitely try an app version i have one physical one not a map version lit right now i light it almost every time we're recording you can also use wax to represent someone or something that you want to banish or bind we talked about this when we talked about dolls and puppets that you can use wax to create that dull sort of shape, but wax in particular burns easily. It really so does. <laughs> you can um, burn that with your intention. You can also write wishes on bay leaves and burn them or use an incense coal. You light the incense coal and then place the bay leaf on top of that to burn it. Um, you can also do this for protection magic or banishing. It's also good for Yule. Cooking with a fire, using a campfire grill or stovetop is also associated with the fire element and charming gold jewelry. So if you want to align yourself with fire a little bit more, uh, some good ways to do this are to turn off all the lights in your house and spend every evening by candlelight or sit by a fireplace. You can also go outside and take a walk on a sunny day. This is more Tara's speed than mine. I don't like taking walks on sunny days, but I use um, all the sunblock and I love it. <laughs> Noticing, you know, the feeling of sunshine on your skin and the light, you know, filtering through leaves and things. Um, it's not not my favorite thing, but <laughs> a lot enjoy of it. People prefer prefer walking outside on a sunny day. Um, eating spicy food love is a yeah, another way. Um, you know. You can think of yourself like a dragon. You're breathing, breathing fire. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. I, Tara and I both love spicy food, yeah. so we are we are fire dragons. <laughs> um, another way is to finish neglected projects. Uh, Get re Since this is associated, <laughs> yeah, this is associated with uh, will and power, leadership, and just like activity in general that taking on these neglected uh, projects that you have and with new spark and new energy is a good way to sort of incorporate that fire element and just like feel fiery. And there are also a lot of other ways to uh, observe fire that's less expected than simply a flame. Um, electricity is a form of fire energy. The warmth of someone else like another person or your pet next to you is a good way to observe fire energy um, or even just somebody speaking passionately um, about a, a topic that they love is a good way to sort of visualize and see that fiery energy in person in a different way than just a flame yeah don't just think of these they are definitely all associated with physical things but they go so much deeper and are bigger than the physical so don't be afraid to like have a topic you're passionate about. That's your fire energy coming out. Don't, yeah, 
it's just, it's bigger than physical things. They're just also aligned with all physical things. <laughs> and if you want to bring fire to your altar, obviously a candle is the most common way, but you can also use the volcanic rocks that we talked about, matches, um, or a small symbol of the sun or a little statue. Statues are always fun. And I think that will probably make this like one of our longest episodes yes. yet. <laughs> because there's just lots of things. I tried to stay mostly quiet. I'm just not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully that answers a lot of your questions about starting out working with the different elements and bringing in the different aspects into your practice. But if you want us to dive more deeply into any of these, definitely let us know on our Instagram or our email or reach out to us on Patreon. Yeah, this- You guys, this was such a high level overview. It's like looking at the earth from the moon. Like this was very, very high level. There's so many ways to incorporate and ways to use. And there's spells for each element specifically, as well as incorporating. So there's, there's a lot more detail in this, Um, but this gives you just a big old overview. (laughs) So that is all we have for you this week. Definitely reach out with any questions and we will see you next week. Bye. Follow us on Insta. Thanks for listening to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara. Love our content? Consider donating at anchor.fm slash witch-wednesdays to help keep our podcast up and running. Please leave us a voicemail on that same site if you have any questions or comments, and follow us on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast.